0: E-S-N-Y
1: Day, i saw Baseball. Friday, baseball. Base- yeah, baseball. All week, baseball.
0: That's what happens?
1: It's brutal. This is going to be a brutal week and a half for me. I don't well, know why I'm even doing this. Like I'm actively choosing to to watch these games, knowing that I'm going to completely ruin my entire life for a week and a half. I'm just doing it anyway.
0: But there's so much fun. I mean, going out to the West Coast.
1: Why can't making- they just play day games though?
0: <laughs> okay. That's that's always a good argument. I've uh, always
1: heard they have nice weather out there. I don't know. They're not taking advantage of it.
0: They certainly do. They never have any rain outs pretty much. So, you know what? I like West Coast trips. Don't like them so much when I fall asleep by the 6th inning.
1: No, that's not great. No. I'm really hoping this doesn't cut out. I am really far away from my Wi-Fi.
0: <laughs> no worries. No worries.
1: It's a dangerous game I'm playing today. But, all right, it is August 19th. Don't tell anybody, it's my birthday. (gasps) Don't tell anybody, though.
0: (gasps) No, you just did You told everybody.
1: Yeah, but they won't find out until tomorrow. And Uh, it won't be my birthday anymore.
0: All right, I won't tell anyone until tomorrow. There Uh, we go. That's that's how it'll work. Well, yeah.
1: um, I'm planning on giving Keith McPherson a rough time because someone got mad at him a couple weeks ago for forgetting their birthday. Like just some random Twitter stranger got mad. I was like, Keith, <laughs> I can't believe you forgot my birthday. I was on Twitter all day and you didn't wish me one. I'm like, well, I don't know you.
0: <laughs> well, happy birthday, James. And since everyone else is going to hear this tomorrow. Um, I said it first and nobody else said it on the right day. Yeah,
1: you're the only person besides my family. I also took my birthday off Facebook because I don't want old people texting me. (laughs) I don't need to hear from people from high school with their fake-ass happy birthdays, man. Hope you catch up soon. Like, no, you don't. That's a lie.
0: Nope, exactly. (laughs) And uh, I definitely, actually, today's my friend's birthday, too. So I texted her. I gave her a personal text.
1: There you go. Happy birthday to your friend from me.
0: Thank you so much. Which she
1: won't get until tomorrow.
0: All right, I'll let Kelly know to listen so that she can hear it.
1: Exactly. All right. It's episode 24 of the Bleacher Creatures podcast presented by Elite Sports New York. Obviously, Allison Case is back. No Rob today, just Allison.
0: Just me. I'm your special guest today slash uh, maybe more in the future.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to say anything about that, but there will most certainly be more Allison Case on the podcast. I'm not going to say regular, but we'll see. That's a word that could get tossed around, but... All right. Well, the first reason I wanted to have you on today was obviously we went to the game on Saturday.
0: We and did. It was awesome. Yeah. Yes. Um. Very interesting game. Um, you know, I think I, I actually ended up losing my voice. Um, and I just wanted to cover this real quick because during the whole ejection, chaotic five minutes, whatever happened there, I was literally yelling nonstop. What is happening? Because I had no idea. All right,
1: no. that was wild. I was waiting up in the concourse to sneak you and you and Larry down to better seats. <laughs> and I, that entire thing just started popping off. And I was like, Jesus Christ. So I'm going to be up here forever. <laughs> I, missed, I, think- I missed almost everything on Saturday. Like, I, was, I wasn't in my seats for Didi's Dee and Glaber. When, when, they, when they went back to back, I was up in the concourse again. I was watching, but I wasn't in my seat. And then Glaber homered right after the ejection debacle mm-hmm. and i was also up in the concourse to get you guys <laughs> the only home run i actually saw from my seat was dj lemay Hughes. and these were these are probably the second best seats i've ever sat in definitely the best seats i've ever purchased for myself
0: those were phenomenal seats i mean i was hoping that if i was down there earlier i would have literally run up to the uh well cameron maven was in right field but i would ask him for a hug
1: obviously I he probably would have given it to is- you too These aren't limited to savages.
0: (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, so I mean, I got to see Brett Gardner. I've seen him make diving catches in in person. I've seen him hit guardy party home runs in person. And now I got to see him ejected in person. And honestly, I completed the trifecta.
1: I mean, that's all you can hope for as a fan. You've seen a long, illustrious career from Brett Gardner. Mm -hmm. Uh, I assume that you, as well as me, will be jumping on the let guardy bang bandwagon. I mean, it's not against the rules.
0: One hundred percent. I mean, if you know, he asked before and kind of sarcastically, but he asked, "Is that against the rules?" And it, it's not. But apparently, they're gonna make a rule. Just they're gonna call it the Brett Gardner rule. And uh, I
1: hate that so much. They're gonna oh. do it.
0: They're going to do it because I. mean But look, you see Rick Porcello earlier this year smash TVs in the in the dugout. You know. You see things like that and while the whole Brett Gardner thing, the the hitting of the bat is looks childish. I mean, at least he's not yelling at the umpires. He's just taking his frustrations out. Like uh, Paul O'Neill, David Ortiz.
1: Yeah, we've seen that plenty of times. At least he's not throwing his helmet in the dugout anymore.
0: <laughs> no more split lips. He learned his no. lesson there.
1: But this is this is one of those things that gets me like really there, I learn very slowly that there's a few things that gets me like really angry. Like, one of them is, is when I see somebody say, like, I saw someone say, send Aaron Judge down to AAA to work this out. No, no, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about, you old man. You don't know. <laughs> but this is the other thing. It inspired me to write almost 800 words saying we have to start holding umpires accountable because they just walked out of the stadium at the end of the day. They <laughs> tossed Aaron Boone for literally nothing. He said, like, five words, and then Brett Gardner starts banging on the dugout roof, not against the rules, and Phil Cuzzy comes over. He is like, yeah, that banging against the roof, you're gone, too. CeCe's was probably warranted, because I'm sure he motherfucked the shit out of somebody. Oh, but, absolutely. I mean, that's just who CeCe, he's sticking up for his guys. But that <laughs> wouldn't have happened if they weren't just, because they know they're not going to have to answer questions after. Right. And it drives me crazy.
0: Right. No, I, I can definitely agree to that. You know, I think... Um, we've heard different opinions people just think that it's it's an old act you know the Yankees are it's not the Yankee way and things like that but oh, you know the what?
1: Yankee way I hate <laughs> the Yankee way it's so oh, it's so old it's played out
0: play the game, the game of
1: class
0: <laughs> the game has changed you see all the bat flips the celebrations from pitchers you see everything they're showcasing that emotion and you know what it's fun to watch
1: absolutely
0: i I don't know what else i don't know um and i mean this year obviously the yankees i think they have the it factor when it comes down to it you know it's just they've got that passion they've been you know standing up for each other they're really playing like a team all together and they have it
1: yeah i mean we obviously saw judge do the the bang in the bat up against the dugout (laughs) celebration when he hit a double all right, it was single, double, whatever it was. He got a hit, and he started banging his bat against the Celebration. They're all wearing the Savages' shirts. Yep. Uh, even on Sunday, they were getting destroyed by the Indians again. It was 8-2, to two, and then there was that little moment in the ninth where you're like, ah, I think they might actually come back and win this one. And Gio right. just missed for a three-run homer that would have made it a, what, two-run game? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Oh, it was close. But you yeah. you get that feeling. You didn't get that feeling in twenty eighteen. In twenty eighteen, it was if we're down after six. I mean, this game's just over. We're just going right. on to the next one.
0: Right. And honestly, you got to think back to even two thousand seventeen. Um, you know, i so this is the the be all end all, but the thumbs down. That was like, you know, it was organic. It just it just happened, and they, they Yeah, used, you need a thing. Yeah, they had their thing. Two thousand eighteen, they didn't have a thing, and they were gone early you know they didn't really have yeah, well a-
1: they tried to manufacture a thing. Right. So they were just uh, they just like came up with it. It's not like they had to play an emergency game at City Field and some Mets fan was was being a real asshole about the fact that they were <laughs> playing there. They we're like no, boo, Todd Frazier home run, boo. Right,
0: right. And
1: now he's on his team. So yeah. let's we'll see how that works out.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I enjoy kind of watching this. It's something I haven't seen before in, this, in the Yankee team, and I love it. I do.
1: Yeah, I mean, they got a swagger. They got a swagger. Oh, okay. They have the same feeling that the Red Sox had last year. Mm-hmm. But, like, the best way to say it is last year everything went right for the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. And you just, like, you knew the whole year the Red Sox were going to win. Okay. We were lying to ourselves if we said they weren't going to win. But they just, like, they had that feeling and everything went right. But nothing has gone right for the Yankees at all this year. Nothing. (laughs) Everyone's hurt.
0: If you would say that the Yankees would be missing Aaron Judge for, you know, they missed him for a while. Gary Sanchez for two IL stints. Stanton for the entire season. Severino for the entire season. And they were still, what, ten and a half games ahead in first place?
1: Oh, yeah. And not even of Boston. That's on Tampa. We're almost 20 games up on Boston.
0: Nobody would believe you. Nobody would believe you. I mean, what they're doing is just absolutely phenomenal. And um, that's honestly what makes it even more fun is it's not the big guys. It's the little guys. It's the Talkmans. It's the Brett Gardner. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, it's, it's all of those guys just working together and they have something really great there. I already said if the Yankees do, knock on wood, win the World Series, I will get a Yankees tattoo. So you heard it here first.
1: Oh, boy. Allison have is getting a yep. Yankees tattoo.
0: That is, if they win the World Series, I will do it. Finally, I will do it. Oh boy! I have to do it now. I
1: mean, it's on. It's on the record now. It's on
0: the podcast. I can't, do, I just can't do it.
1: Yeah, I'm 100 percent cutting this clip, and when <laughs> we when we put this out tomorrow, I'm gonna put it. At, this is gonna be the advertisement. I'm gonna, like, you want to see Allison Case talk about getting a tattoo? <laughs> this is it right here. She admits if the Yankees win the World Series, she's getting a tattoo.
0: And I'm going to the parade. I mean, why not? You know what? <laughs>
1: of course. I'm actually really excited for that. My new office is, uh, we, like I saw the Women's World Cup parade. I had no idea it was going to go right by my office, but like, I'm right by City Hall now. So if the <gasps> Yankees do win the World Series, I am going to be right there tossing paper out the window. I also learned that ticker tape, is just shredded paper. Actually, oh, yeah, pretty in, pretty important documents. Did You just shred them and throw them out.
0: And you didn't know that?
1: I didn't. I thought ticker tape was an actual thing. I haven't ah. been to a lot of parades.
0: Okay. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> it was a disaster trying to clean up, though. There was this giant... like Across the way, there was a ledge that just had this huge pile of, of paper on it that mm-hmm. it couldn't have been accidental because the ledge is like two feet wide, and even... like If you just tossed it out, it would go out. So they were just taking their paper and placing it on the window. It was there for like two weeks. It was unbelievable. But they got it all cleaned up really fast. I don't know. Like the entire parade, the entire street was covered in paper at like lunchtime. And then when I left for the day, it was all gone.
0: Hmm. Well, I guess uh, New York City needs to work on their parade etiquette. I think we can do better.
1: Oh, I'm going to do better. It's going to get rowdy. I might get fired, but who knows? (laughs) But imagine (laughs) Seve and Dellen. Oh, Sevi, you mentioned Dellin too is also yeah. coming back soon. I mean those uh, those are big arms. Big, big oh, yeah. arms. And oh, we yeah. don't know what we're gonna get from Severino down the stretch lengthwise. But I mean, I don't hate using him as an opener. Because he's a starting pitcher.
0: Yep. I mean, well, they unofficially or unintentionally used him as an opener in the uh 2017 wildcard game, but you know, that was clearly unintentional. Yeah, um, it
1: wasn't the best opening performance of all I, time.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think Chad Green even did better than that. So, um,
1: Chad <laughs> Green's the one who came in to save Seve that di- that day. Okay. I think That's- Seve only pitched two thirds of an inning, and Chad yeah. Green came in and locked it down. That was great. I was actually at that game. I've never heard the stadium like that.
0: Oh my god. I'm just like watching it on TV and that was actually, um, I had moved into my first apartment and I had this real tiny TV and I was like, okay, if the Yankees win the wild card game, I'm getting a TV. I do all these ultimatums, as you can tell.
1: Of course, but, yes. Uh, Your latest one is going to result in a tattoo, yeah, which, well, yeah. that's a big bet.
0: It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I was like, no, I need a, I need a bigger TV and then literally... They go, they go down 3 nothing. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm never getting this TV. Like, I'm not, I'm not getting it. And then they did it for me. They did it for me.
1: Came right on back. Yeah. And then you finally got a TV. You would have been stuck watching television on that tiny thing forever if it wasn't for DD Gregorius.
0: Yeah. Well, I was like, if they're going to go far in the playoffs, I want to be able to watch them on a big TV. So,
1: oh, wow, eh. of course,
0: that was my reasoning behind it. But um, honestly, you know, looking at Severino coming back, I'm glad that he threw off the mound. It sounds like he's um, he it sounded like he felt pretty good through to a couple batters, and um, I honestly I don't know what to expect. But he's missed the entire season. He doesn't have an innings limit, so
1: yeah. Well, there are no innings limit limits in October, according to Brian Cashman which means Domingo Herman is going to be tossing as many innings as he needs, which I'm fine with because he's basically young Seve.
0: I mean, honestly, the only two poor outings he had is when he was right before he was injured. So he was obviously dealing with those effects of the injury. But beyond that, he's been incredible. Like, I don't think anyone really expected him to come out of his shell and, and be that ace that they didn't have.
1: Absolutely. I remember back in, I guess it was 2016, or maybe 2017, when Jordan Montgomery stole, uh, he, he basically stole the last starter spot from Chad Green, pushing him to the bullpen. But like Domingo, Herman was mentioned in that conversation. Oh, like, he's a guy who has good stuff. Uh, I don't know, he can't control it. And then all of a sudden this year he can, which I, I mean, I'm more than happy that he can. <laughs> But uh, nobody saw this coming. Nobody saw him as more than what Luis Cesta is in the bullpen now, where he's going to eat some innings for you. And uh, he'll get hit hard, but he's got some good stuff. And no one can ever say Luis Cesta doesn't have good stuff. He just doesn't throw it too well.
0: (laughs) No, listen, I told you all on Twitter, I have a theory. (laughs) I have a theory. He just, he can't throw and... In low leverage situation, He needs the pressure. <laughs> we talked about this at the game. What did you No, say? we
1: gotta make him the closer.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: But only in one run games. Two or three run games, it's Chapman's. Give the ball yeah. to Chapman. One run game, Louis Sess is your guy.
0: Agreed. I think this is great. <laughs> I hope everyone knows that we're being sarcastic. Like
1: <laughs> oh, oh, I don't think that's I I don't think that's a safe assumption.
0: <laughs> okay. Guys, <laughs> that was sarcasm. Um okay. You know, yeah, Lou, just specify Luis, it. Yeah, I do love Luis Sessa. And I think he, he started out the season really well. Um, and you know what else I was thinking, too, um, in regards to kind of pitching coach and everything? Obviously, everyone's been getting on the Larry Rothschild because he I don't know, like, I don't feel like he does much.
1: I was actually on that train and I think I'm coming off it now. Oh, okay. I think I just admitted that I don't actually know what's going on. Like none of us do. We don't know what's going on in the Yankees no. pitching coach meetings.
0: Very true. Very true. I think um, – but what I want to say is I really think that the AAA pitching coach, I don't know who it is. Do you know who it is? I have no idea. Well, i got to watch some homegrown. He's doing a hell of a job. Because if you yeah. look at it, you've got Chad Green that went down there. you got Jonathan Holder that went down there. You had Herman that was kind of up and down last year too. Loizaga. And all these guys are coming up back up after working with the pitching coach there, and they're doing things.
1: Oh, maybe he's got the magic touch.
0: Ah, that's what I'm saying. I think that maybe that, uh, that little visit down to AAA really helped a lot of them, too.
1: I think it's always good for a player. To, like, if you're struggling to get sent down and just be like, all right, it doesn't matter. Like, Clint Frazier right now, he went on a huge hitting slump. But no one was concerned about it. Cause it's like, all right, you're coming here to work on your defense every day. Mm-hmm. We know you can hit the ball, but we need you to come down here and learn how to feel the position. Any mm-hmm. position. We'll switch you to first if we have to. Just learn how to play somewhere in the field so that you can hit on our team. that you can do.
0: Do you think that Clint Frazier has a spot on this team in the future?
1: Uh, It's a tough question. Especially now that, you know, looking at next year, I would have said with Gardy retiring, I think we all assumed he was going to retire, which apparently isn't the case anymore. I think he wants to stay another year. But I would have said with Guardi retiring and not knowing that we were going to have Mike Tachman and Cameron Maven coming up and contributing, I would have said it's Clint's spot. Whether he's going to be bad or good, him and Stanton are going to switch off at DH, do whatever you have to do. But now it seems like we have a lot of outfielders. And I don't think I, I, left field in Yankee Stadium is a really tough left field. It's enormous because right field is so small. So there's not a lot of room for error defensively which is why it's been such a godsend to have Brett Gardner, a natural center fielder, playing left field for all these years because he's sick at defense. And that's always been what he's good at. But now Stanton isn't great in left field. He's good. He isn't great. He doesn't have the same mobility that these other guys have. And Clint Frazier just doesn't really have defensive instincts. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nothing mechanical. He can get all that stuff down. He just doesn't have great defensive instincts. Which I, I don't see. know if you can fix that.
0: I think um especially in that one game against the Red Sox when, you know, he had those three giant errors. Um yeah. obviously, you know, after after that first one that he misplayed, the second one he dove he obviously didn't need to dive at all. Like he should have just pulled up, taken the ball as a single, gone to second base. Um but I feel like a lot of times he feels like he needs to make up for whatever he did. Exactly. So that's his defensive instinct. Whereas Brett Gardner is like he know he knows his body. He knows how, you know, how to feel the ball, how he can feel the ball and what he can and can't do. And I think Clint Frazier is still trying to learn that because he's used to being just a hot hitter. And that's all that mattered. But
1: and that was part of it, too. That's the baseball will always find a way to find you when you don't want it. Like, I can yep. remember looking back to playing, like, 12-U travel ball. If I made an error, I'd be like, I swear to God, if the next ball gets hit to me, I'm going to lose it. And then the next five balls would get hit to me. And I'd make errors because I was thinking about it so much. And Clint Frazier has the same thing, where the ball gets hit, and the first thought in his head is, fuck, I can't make this play. i got to do something. Right. And then he overthrows the ball coming in all the time. But I mean, <laughs> what are you going to do? He's a wild kid.
0: He is- He's he's definitely different than what the Yankees organization um, probably imagined coming in. But you know what? I he's got passion. He he's working hard down in AAA. He really is um, working on his defense. But maybe his spot's just not in the cards for him for the Yankees. I think they could get a go- good haul for him, uh, especially. It's a
1: real bat. shame because he can hit the hell out of the ball.
0: Oh my! Those hands, legendary bat speed.
1: Legendary bat speed. That's all we heard about Clint Frazier coming up. Legendary just, speed. <laughs> yeah, we just, I mean, there's just no spot for him. And I, I was almost surprised that he didn't get traded. I know no realistic trades came across for us mm-hmm. at the trade deadline this year, but just seeing the way that the off or the outfield was shaking out, I didn't expect Clint Frazier to still be on the team because oh. I, I, I would have a hard time taking Frazier over Tachman next year. Even, I mean, maybe you keep him around to see what happens, but your worst case is that Talkman's going to be your fourth outfielder. And he can play all three outfield positions very well. And obviously, he can hit a little bit, which I don't think you get that from Clint Frazier. He obviously can't play center field. So if you need Aaron Hicks to take an off day, someone's got to play center field. It's Brett Gardner. Mm-hmm. So Brett's playing almost every day at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, looking at Brett Gardner and everything, he has been... I think he's the player that's played in the third most games this season for the Yankees. Number one is... DJ, or I'm sorry, number one is Glaber, number two is DJ, number three is Brett Gardner. Could you imagine and Brett Brett
1: Gardner's like the oldest. Yeah. So we definitely, he's got the oldest soul, for sure. He's an old man at heart.
0: Yes, exactly. Hey, speaking of old men, I wanted to talk about Goose Gossage.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: All right, let me pull up this article here, because, you know...
1: Crotchety uh, old Goose Gossage.
0: Get off my lawn, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Um, shaking
1: his fist at some skateboarders.
0: <laughs> I mean, listen, Goose Gossage has gotten his name in the news for some not so great comments he's made over the years. I feel like every year, at one point, just when he's starting to become irrelevant, he pops back up and does something like this. Yeah. Um, I get where he's coming from. Change sucks. Um, I hate change. The elderly hate change. I work with the elderly, so I can say that. Um, Anyway. Oh,
1: I'm only twenty four. I hate change.
0: yeah, see, exactly. Um, but basically, and there's an article in USA today, uh, by who is it by da, 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 by our good friend Bob, Bob Nightingale. Uh, um, Bob Bob. So basically, uh, Gossage was quoting a saying, quote, "I can't watch these games anymore. It's not baseball. It's unwatchable. A lot of the strategy of the game, the beauty of the game, it's all gone like a video game now it's home run derby with their x ex- word i'm not gonna swear because that's not my thing sorry guys
1: uh, i was just <laughs> saying, i've let it fly already i've let it fly <laughs> a few times
0: <laughs> launch angle every night so goose gossage hates the game of baseball right now
1: he hates uh, home runs
0: he well, hates he's a pitcher home so understandable understandable i get it but unwatchable
1: I would argue that it's more exciting than it's ever been right now.
0: <laughs> well, also you got to think about the fact that they're trying to market also the game to younger kids. You of know, course. all these kids the are, kids they're watching football. They're watching. I don't know what else they watch. Cause football is the only one I can think of. Um, you know, or they're playing like lacrosse they are going to these different sports. They're not going to baseball and having that almost like home run derby. Yeah. It's, there's been a ton of home runs, but people like those, don't they?
1: I love watching home runs. And it's easy, it's easy to get kids involved because they watch highlights. They see highlights. They see, I mean, what John Boy has done for, for baseball Twitter in general has been incredible. I mean, someone called him out the other day about the MLB with their selective you know, rules about using their content. The MLB loves him. Because he oh, yeah. he makes these crazy videos and people watch them and people love them. That's it. Just makes it more exciting for a younger crowd.
0: Well, not only that, but John Boy and basically a, a ton of people are making these players more human. You know, they're not these untouchable, you know, guys that are playing this sport and are just you know these famous people. They're human too. They get upset. They uh, they say things that. <laughs> you know
1: that you that you won't say on the podcast
0: right yes things that i won't say personally but yeah
1: cameron maven videos saying motherfuckers is terrible
0: i freaking love cameron maven <laughs> but yeah i mean they're it's basically humanizing these players and um you know what the best part is a lot of them are interacting too with their fans on twitter on their podcasts um you know they're that's something that we really haven't seen. And, you know, obviously social media wasn't a thing back when Goose Gossage was uh, pitching, when Pete Rose was there. Yeah, people uh, only
1: read the box score. Yeah. There was no highlight tape the next day. Right,
0: exactly. And now, you know, everyone's seeing all these highlights. They're seeing these players and, you know, the, the passion, the energy they have for the game. And you know what? I think it's fun.
1: Absolutely. And there's another aspect to it. Uh, this way wins ball games. Mm-hmm. It- It's the numbers show that if you have high OPS guys, that doesn't mean you're making contact every time. It means you're walking and you're hitting for power. You're scoring more runs. You're winning baseball games. And uh, Aubrey Huff also got mad the other day about, first of all, this was ridiculous. He said, nobody sacrificed bunts anymore. The Indians did it to us multiple times this weekend, multiple times. And every time it was mentioned, that Terry Francona doesn't care what the numbers say that bunting is bad. It doesn't matter to him. He's just like, no, that's first and second no out. You're bunting them over. And I I might do that too, even though I know the numbers say you have a better chance of scoring if you just let your guys hit. Right. But you got to know because you're trying to win baseball games. I'm sure Goose Goshers can appreciate that, that teams are trying to win baseball games. Well, when this whole movement came about, it was because bad teams needed to find ways to win. And so said, we got to find these players. We got to find guys who are going to help us win on a daily basis. Moneyball.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean, looking back at it too, um, with the same uh, comment that Aubrey Huff made, he also said that there were no uh, no more hit and runs. He's, he hasn't seen one this year.
1: Oh, we just did one.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it also I- failed. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's, it's not always the most successful, but you know what? sometimes it works, and when it works, it's awesome, but the yeah a- but that's
1: C- why the what? numbers say it's a bad play <laughs>
0: <laughs> true true I, I've seen a few that have definitely worked, but you know you can't say that you haven't seen any of this stuff when no
1: it yeah, still happens
0: it happens, um, but also I did see in the u s a Today article that league wide attendance is down about. 800,000 compared with the same point last season. Yikes. And I don't think it's because of too many home runs, too many of this. I think it's because the tickets are so damn expensive.
1: Yeah, that's true. Tickets are very expensive. I think it might also have to do with the fact that there's only a few good teams right now. Like, imagine being an Orioles fan and being like, ah, I got to go to the ballpark today. Really? (laughs) Really? I, uh, we're playing the Yankees. Come on. We know we're going to lose. Yeah. Like, it's miserable. Why would you go?
0: I mean, Glaber Torres is a swear word over there. So absolutely.
1: Oh boy. What's, uh, what's the name of the Gary Thorne is the name yeah. of the announcer. Oh, who is just, God. just stop pitching to him. I don't know how to say it any other way. He's been <laughs> doing this all year. Just stop letting him hit the ball. <laughs>
0: And see, that's another thing too. I mean, you're seeing that even the announcers are having fun with this. Like they obviously know that their team is losing and they're just, they're making fun of this whole thing. It's it's so fun.
1: And you so, got to find a way to make it interesting when you're, when you're losing that much because yeah. nobody wants to come through.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, what? I wanted to talk also about, um, real quick. I wanted to, I said this on Twitter, but I want to say it again just because I'm in awe. Um, After uh, Saturday's game, I went to go, like, see all the players leave and stuff like that. So, you know, Aaron Judge is, like, beeping and waving and stuff. Jonathan Loaizaga is actually walking down the road, like, in casual clothes. What a normal
1: guy.
0: He doesn't recognize him. And I'm like, "Uh, uh, uh, wait, wait, I know him, I know him. (laughs) And so Gio Urshela, you know, comes out. He's got his little driver with him and stuff. He's got his fancy sports car. Turns out he stops. And he signed autographs for like 10 minutes.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. What a guy. He's just the, he's just the best. I love Gio Orshella. I would literally die for Gio Orshella right now. He means so much to this season and this team right now.
0: And he also brings like, the, if you've seen like the relationship between Glaber Torres, Gio, and even like Didi together. They're so cute together. It's adorable.
1: Did you see the, uh, I'm sure you saw this, the video that that, that guy Kyle made? Uh, of all the Yankees set to a 90s sitcom song that was so fantastic
0: I literally was singing that song the rest of the day too and I was like why oh right I've watched that video like 12 times like
1: (laughs) yeah oh that explains it yeah Yeah. I'm gonna go watch it again though
0: but Gio Urshela just the fact that he's pretty much you know him and DJ LeMayhew have been equally as important to this team um you know obviously uh I've heard a lot of people say defensively Gio is not great because of the metrics, the metrics, the metrics. But you watch him every day; he is pretty phenomenal.
1: And I also th- it makes a difference comparatively to what we yes. were looking at defensively with oh. Andujar. And you you know now that you have a decent third baseman, how valuable yeah. that position is. Mhm.
0: Absolutely. Even if the
1: metrics say he's not that good, like you can just see it on a daily basis. This helps the team that he's a better defender.
0: Right. And I mean, this guy is has played such a key role for this team, one of the most important players, and he's pulling over to the side of the road in the Bronx and is signing autographs because he just loves it.
1: Like He's he, having the time of his life right now.
0: He wants to be there. And you know what? It's it's showing. And everyone just loves him. Like, my boyfriend got a, a Gio Urshela shirt from one of the stores and everyone walked past him. And they're like, where did you get that? And why can't why can't I get one and we're like
1: yeah I haven't actually seen a single one for sale yet. like I, I haven't seen a jersey with Urshela on the back of it yet I which I they, need one
0: yeah one guy was standing outside the stadium with a uh a Yankees away jersey that had Urshela's number on the back and I was oh, like that's awesome oh my gosh I've never seen a jersey seen like I a- never
1: knew they sold those
0: <laughs> yeah Come
1: to think of it I don't think I've seen a DJ LeMahieu one either
0: I didn't see anyone wearing one I actually, I didn't see a jersey in store. I saw one of those shirts with a name. And, you know, the Yankees obviously have him for one more year. But here's the other question is, you know, what do you do when it comes down to, I think you should resign Ursella. Urshela. He was only a one-year deal, right? Uh,
1: yeah, because he got DFA'd. Yes. So I, I think he's on one-year deals now. I don't know how the contract situation works, but we paid cash for him. That's what we got for cash. We got Gio Urshela. Might mess around and win a batting title this year. No big deal.
0: Yeah, and I did see cash considerations on the Blue Jays roster, I think. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and we got Gio Rochella. So who got the, the good end of the deal there?
1: I don't know. Um, 25K goes a long way in Canada.
0: I, I, so I've heard. We should just ask uh, Paxton there. He'll know. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just the fact that we got him for nothing. We signed DJ LeMayhew and everyone freaked out. They said, oh, we're paying him too much. He's been worth every penny and that much more.
1: Oh, he's he's been worth he's been worth 25 million a year. Oh, he's getting 25 total over two. He's been worth that a year.
0: And it just goes to show the course field effect is not a real thing.
1: No, I think the players actually say they like they feel worse when they're on the road because just the hangover from playing at course field is just it's like the inconsistency of going from low altitude to high altitude. It just messes with them. And then once you get on, like, I mean, there's obviously like Carlos Gomez was a guy who only he only played well in Colorado. Like he had nothing else at that point in his career trying to go anywhere else. He was done. But then you see guys like LeMay, who and now he has all of a sudden all this consistency where in his last year in Colorado, he had crazy home road splits. And now you're looking at his home road splits for the Yankees. And it's like, oh, he's batting three thirty three over here. He's batting three thirty two over here. So. Uh, he just is a steady player now.
0: Yeah, he's just a good player. And I think a lot of people just assumed that Colorado was the reason, but honestly, his splits were good either way. So Brian Cashman is a genius, I tell you, a genius.
1: Absolutely. It does bring up an interesting question, though, which is not a pleasant one to talk about. <laughs> Now that you have Urshela, I think that the metrics all say that Urshela is the real deal now. He changed his swing up. He's making hard contact. He's getting barrels. So there's yeah. all indications that this is who he is as a player. Maybe not to this level, but maybe what Luke Voigt was last year, where he's going to set the world on fire, and then he's going to kind of come back down to earth, but he's still going to be a well above average player. Now you have Glaber Torres, who is a superstar in the making, two-time all-star already, plays both middle infield positions pretty well. And then you have DJ LeMay, who's a natural second baseman, who's a gold glove, second baseman, and you're playing him at third and first all the time too. How does DD Gregorius fit into this picture?
0: Don't ask me this question because I don't want to answer it.
1: I I knew it was going to be an unpleasant question, but I'm going to press it anyway. What do you do with DD Gregorius? Especially he's not having the greatest year coming off an injury. Right. I mean, I could see a team coming in and overpaying for him, and Cashman saying, "I'm not going to pay Deedee for that because we already have an infield, a set infield that works for us. As much as we love Didi, we're not going to overpay for him because we know Cashman doesn't overpay for anybody. He right. will, he will let anybody go for too much of a price."
0: Oh, sure, sure, absolutely. I mean, honestly, with with what you've seen, with you've obviously got you've obviously got DJ for one more year. You've got Gio, which he's only 20. He's 27. I wouldn't say only 27, but he's 27. This is he's
1: about of- to get into his best years.
0: Right, exactly. He's he's going to be hitting his prime. Um, you know, Didi's 29. He's only a year younger than DJ. But if he's getting an extension, it's not a, a one year or two year extension anyway. He's going to hey, want we're to
1: probably be- looking at. Yeah, we're probably looking at four or five.
0: Right, exactly. I love Didi. I do. But I honestly think that just kind of seeing the makeup of this team and, and how things are meshing together, I think didi Dee has got to be the odd man out. Yikes. I don't want him to be.
1: No, I like, don't want him to be either. He means you know? so much to the team. His right. defense is fantastic. And you've seen he got better every year offensively until he had to get surgery on his elbow. And this year we're still waiting to see him kind of hit that stride again. It's right. just It hasn't been there quite yet even though he came back super early. So who knows, maybe he lights it up in September and we say, "All right, well this is going to work for us having DJ, you know, playing the utility role we thought he was going to play in in the year. Instead of playing 160 games, he's going to be playing the 130, 140 we thought he'd be playing, we're fine with that. But I don't know. It's it's a tough one because I the Yankees obviously want to bring DD back, but I'm thinking about another team. That's going to swoop in and be like, "Well, this is going to be our guy. This uh, we think he's a superstar. We want him to play shortstop for us every day, and we're going to overpay the shit out of him for it."
0: I could see several teams wanting him. Um, you know, he he's not only a, a great defensive player; he's got such a such a sweet swing. Obviously, when he makes contact with the ball, but yeah, I mean, gorgeous lefty run, swing. Right, his home run on Saturday was just you knew right away, and just like watching him swing is just. I don't even know how to describe it. Like he just looks good at the plate, but I mean, if there's if there's no spot for him, and it kind of sucks because if he didn't have that injury last year and didn't have to go through that surgery,
1: oh, it wouldn't even be a question. He probably would have been extended already.
0: Oh, absolutely. Because
1: we don't we don't know about DJ Lemayhu and Giorgio Shella at that point.
0: Right so at that point, all of a, a sudden it's DD and Glaber. Right, exactly. I mean, obviously, Gleyber Torres is going to be a Yankee for a long time. He's 22 years old. He's already showing signs of doing things that Babe Ruth has only done. You know, he... He's is that a doing- good
1: name to be associated with in Yankees history? And
0: I think there are a few better, but, like, yeah, I think that works.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, Didi, if he didn't get injured, this would not even be a topic of conversation. It was very unfortunate. He came in, and he did what no one thought he could do, he replaced Derek Jeter. Absolutely. And, you know, that's something that's huge shoes to fill, but dare I say he was even better defensively than Jeter. And I would like,
1: definitely say he was better defensively.
0: I know, but everyone gets so like mm-hmm.
1: I know. I, but people <laughs> are crazy. When you just look at it's okay that Derek Jeter wasn't the best defensive shortstop of all time. It's yeah, okay. It's okay, guys. It's fine. It's all hey, right. I'll let you in on a secret. He wasn't the best hitter of all time either. He was just very good at everything. Not the best of all time, though. It's fine, though. Everything's fine.
0: We're okay. It's fine. Yankee
1: Stadium did not crumble to the ground when I said that, I think. Well, it did
0: in 2008, but, you know.
1: I think that was an intended crumbling, though.
0: Okay. All right. Different story. Different story. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I mean, I I would love to keep Didi. I just don't see a spot for him if Gio Urshela has proved – Has proven this is what he's going to be moving forward defensively. Phenomenal, you know. DJ LeMayhew can play multiple positions, Glaber Torres can play multiple positions,
1: and Glaber's a natural shortstop. People forget about that all the time when they were complaining about him playing second base last year. Yeah, his first full year at second base, and he was doing that kind of stuff. Imagine what you're going to get out of him when you switch him to his natural position. All of a sudden, he's more comfortable on the field, he's playing a prime position, he's a superstar. Like, this kid's going to hit a God level.
0: Yeah. yeah he's
1: so nasty. All right, two home runs on Saturday. It was fantastic. Right. I, I didn't get to see either of them from my seat, but they were both fantastic.
0: One to left, one to right. I mean, how many players do you know that can just go up there and do that, have that strength to opposite field, besides Aaron Judge, because he's just a freak of nature. But
1: yeah, He only hits the right field now. Actually, he pulled a good double the other day.
0: But, yeah, and I mean, when you think about it, he's probably still feeling the effects of that oblique a little bit. That's a tough injury to come back from.
1: Yeah, I, I always get nervous with core stuff, especially yeah. like with Hicks last year when he had the intercoastal muscles. I was just every time he swung, I got really nervous because he swings mm-hmm. so hard. Yeah, I just see, I can see all the muscles in his core just like pulling themselves apart because he's swinging so hard. And mm-hmm. It's just such a tough thing to deal with because yeah. there's no way to... There's no way to treat it besides not playing. Mm-hmm. And none of these guys are going to not play.
0: Yeah, they all want to play. They all want to be a part of this because they know it's something special. Um, you know, And besides, you look at the, the injured list and throughout the season, the entire season long, that injured list has been just chock full. Nobody wants to be a part of that again.
1: 28 guys now with Estrada going down with the hamstring. 28 guys. Yeah. That's more than a full team.
0: Oh my God, <laughs> just like hearing the number out loud just makes it so much more real. And I'm just that much more impressed with what, what these guys are doing.
1: It's even when you compare it to the, like the roster number, you a 40 man roster, mm-hmm. like 28 of them have been on the IL. You've had to replace people that like you literally could not have made it through the year with the 40 man you started with. It would have been completely impossible.
0: Oh yeah, Absolutely.
1: And you're still, you still have the best record in baseball. And you're still 10 games up in the AL East. You're still probably coming away with home field advantage, I want to say. I feel pretty good. The West Coast trip is going to be a big test playing the hot Oakland A's and the Dodgers, who are also a very good team. The Seattle, I don't, I get a bad feeling from Seattle. I get the same feeling in Seattle I get from the Trop, where it's just like, this is just a dumb stadium. I don't like it.
0: I, I get that feeling. Uh, in uh in Los Angeles with the Angels.
1: Oh yeah, them just, too.
0: For years I was I remember being a kid and watching them play, you know, the A's during the um like the ALDS and stuff. Like
1: oh, the Coliseum is the worst too.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, this is yeah. the
1: whole West Coast. Let's just not go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's just make that a different different country, a different, you know. We don't want to go there.
1: No, we could just take a we can eat those losses. We'll just take a week and a half, a half off. It'll be like a little vacation break. Just get the guys refocused. Come back east. Awesome. We're good to go.
0: Just as long as we don't send them down to Miami, because you know what happened with the New York Giants down there and stuff. And you okay.
1: know,
0: She's got to be careful with this type of stuff.
1: I'm really excited for football season. I'm not a football fan, but I'm really excited to start weeding people out of the Twitter sphere. The people who should be talking about football, and they go and talk about football, and they stop bothering me about baseball. I'm really ah. excited for that.
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know if all of you guys know, but I'm a Cowboys fan. and Yikes. I know I sounded really sad when I said that, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not
1: a good time to be a Cowboys fan.
0: I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, but I grew up like um, in upstate New York, so a lot of times we used to follow the Buffalo Bills, which is even worse.
1: The Bills um, Mafia is crazy.
0: They are psycho. And listen, I know a lot of friends that are in Bills Mafia, and they are just... I. I can't even like some of those viral videos of you know people throwing you know people onto like flaming tables and stuff like that. Oh, I know so insanity. people like I know
1: it's that insanity. I'm like what complete what lawlessness. You,
0: what is this? Like there are no you know there's no laws when you're drinking claws? There are no laws in Bill's Mafia. Like, can you imagine if they're drinking claws as well?
1: Yikes. This is gonna be a dangerous season. All the other companies are coming out with their own seltzers. Like Bush, Bush Light is coming out with a seltzer. Pumpkin spice. Bill's Mafia's done. Bill's Mafia's done.
0: Pumpkin spice seltzer too.
1: Oh man, yeah. it's gonna be a disaster.
0: I know, I know. Everyone's just gonna go insane. I, I don't know how else to describe it, but yeah, football season. You know, looking forward to it. But honestly, I've been looking at the Yankees schedule, and I'm like, the season's almost over. This sucks. And then I'm gonna have to do that off-season thread again, with day one without Yankees baseball, day two. I'm going to do it again.
1: That was a long thread.
0: That was a long thread. And honestly, I didn't realize how long it was until I got to the end. And, and I you was like,
1: didn't forget a single day.
0: I did. I forgot, forgot. a couple, but oh, I made no. up. For
1: them. Oh no.
0: I made up for him. I promise. But I mean, yeah, Yankees are coming up onto October, but I think the biggest thing is, you know, they have to remember that. Yes, they are probably one of the best teams in the regular season so far, Um, but October is all about who gets hot at the right time.
1: Yeah. Um, we've seen the Yankees kind of collapse in October the past couple of years. Last year was a complete collapse, but again, everything was going the Red Sox way. It was almost destined. 2017 was awesome. I mean, we came back against Cleveland and then Houston, the Houston series just came down to who was the home team and we didn't have a home field advantage. So we lost. But this might, I want that. Like, this has to be the year where we just cross that bridge. Having home field would be huge. Our winning percentage at home is ungodly. Like Katie, Katie Sharp just tweeted out uh, the, the other day the Yankees haven't lost a home series since April. Oh, my they, God. April 12th to 14th against the White Sox. They lost that home series. Since then, the worst thing that's happened is a split.
0: I remember that series because there was also a guardy party in it. I recall. Now I recall.
1: Classic guardy party. You only have a few of those left.
0: Ah, no, no, don't say it like that.
1: (laughs) What are you going to do if he does retire?
0: Oh, well, I'm not really sure, but I think it's going to involve a lot of tears. Um, You know, like, honestly, if he gets traded to another team, I'm not going to go to that other team. But I'm definitely going to, in a way. <laughs> like, you know,
1: you're, a part of you will be there. Part of Maybe not there, but with Gardy.
0: Absolutely. And you know what? I'll explain a little bit, like, in terms of Brett Gardner. Everyone's always like, why do you love Brett Gardner? Or like, whatever. And now everyone's kind of starting to love Brett Gardner. So I'm like, I'm a little jealous right now. Because I'm like, I've always loved him. You guys. No, like, I was here first. Yeah, I was here first. Just let you me have my dibs. own.
1: You so, called dibs on Brett.
0: Yeah, basically. Um, But, you know, when he kind of came up through the system and I first saw him play, he just reminded me of myself when I played softball, Um, you know, kind of undersized, you know, scrappy outfielder, loves to run real fast, pretty, pretty decent arm, but also very good awareness of the field. And to me, it just kind of made me feel like if a player like that can play in the major leagues and be successful. I can do that, too, because I was having a hard time with my softball, you know, travel and stuff like that. And I didn't want to play anymore. But Brett Gardner pulled me through.
1: So Brett Gardner is the reason you stuck with softball.
0: Brett Gardner is the reason I stuck with softball.
1: And you just followed him all this way.
0: I did. And now I play slow pitch and I'm still playing softball. Thanks, Brett.
1: (laughs) Just a full lifetime of hobbies.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's just he's made my life.
1: And I'm willing to bet Brett got you into writing baseball too.
0: No, that was Derek
1: Jeter. Jeter. Okay. Okay. That was
0: Derek Jeter. Um, Yeah. I actually, for one of my journalism classes in college, I wrote this long form journalism piece on Derek Jeter and how like the big moments in his career correlated to my life and my loving baseball and stuff. And my professor was like, this was the most beautiful thing I've ever read. And I was like, I kept it, I, I have it, I like read it all the time, I just love it. You should like, publish that. I did, it was on my blog.
1: Oh, when was that? Was that before I started working here?
0: Yeah, oh, okay. it wasn't on ESNY, it was actually on my personal blog. So if you're interested, uh, DM
1: uh, me. Yeah, just plug that really quick.
0: <laughs> just, you know, slight plug, whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, well, we'll wrap it up there. Um, we're going to wrap it up on the note that we started on, let guardy bank.
0: Let Guardi bang. Bang gang. That's what they called it. So it sounds kind of strange, but I'm I'm all for it. I'm all in.
1: Double entendres all over the place. This is a disaster. <laughs> but let's roll with it.
0: Hey, let's do it. There's savages. There, there's bang gang. Like, what else is going to happen next?
1: I don't know. Well, we're going to see. You might be on here to see. Who knows?
0: <laughs> I guess. am not going to
1: give anything away.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, I won't give anything away either. So sounds good.
1: Hey, you are going to come back next week find out.
0: <laughs> yes indeed. All right everyone. Well, I hope uh, I hope everyone survives this West Coast trip because we're not going to.
1: I'm for sure not going to, and but I if, appreciate that.
0: If uh, Brett Gardner hits a home run, I know all of you have done a great job with like tweeting at me and letting me know if I'm asleep, so please do. Absolutely. Yeah. You can count on Twitter. Honestly, t- the Yankee fans on Twitter are amazing they they're right on top of things all the time well the majority of them
1: Uh, most
0: uh, you know who you are guys you know
1: you 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 know if you're a good (laughs) fan and actually you might think you're a good fan and you're really not but if you're really a good fan you know it
0: oh don't worry and hey so one of these podcasts you know if i ever come back um yeah if we should do some uh some hot takes from twitter
1: Oh, boy. I love doing the hot takes from Twitter.
0: Yep. That's like half the
1: articles I write.
0: Yep, exactly. We're going to do it. We're going to do it on the podcast. So
1: I like that idea. Even better. I'll start stacking up.
0: Okay. Sounds good. I will as well.
1: See you all next week.
0: All right. Bye.